The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to Legit Bat. Today we have David Weiss from the Pla- oh my fucking hell, the Flat Earth Podcast. He uh, is very convinced the Earth is flat, and he'll make you think at least, if nothing else. I mean, it's it's a pretty compelling argument. It's I don't know. It's not rock solid to me. I have so many questions. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. I don't necessarily think the Earth is round either. I don't really fucking care. Yeah, I don't think it really matters in the scheme of things, but it is fun to talk about <laughs> and speculate like we do. Yep. Uh, he has a an app for iPhone and Android. It's the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. It's pretty interesting. You showed us a couple uh, screenshots while we were talking, and um, I'm probably going to download it. If nothing else, just to uh, fill the boredom, boredom. Boredom. Why can't I say that? <laughs> boredom. Stop trying to say that word. Ben and I already downloaded it. You have to download it. Oh, well, fucking behind. It's fucking awesome. But he has a YouTube channel deep inside the rabbit hole. It's youtube.com slash C slash D-I-T-R-H. That's a lot. Just Google deep Get inside the, the rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Yeah. That's what he said. And the Flat Earth Podcast, youtube.com slash Flat Earth Podcast. And his regular podcast feed. And <laughs> this is what happens. I'm looking at my phone trying to figure this out, but it's fine. I mean... Oh, twitter.com slash the FE podcast. That's confusing. <sighs> oh, wow. He actually has a link to our show on the links that he sent to me in my email. That's crazy. I didn't see that before. Anyway. Check out his stuff. It's pretty uh, thought-provoking, if nothing else. I'm not convinced yet, but I'm also not convinced the Earth is a ball spinning through space at a thousand miles an hour. It doesn't matter. No one knows who we are, where we came from, what the meaning of life is. Uh, we didn't even touch on that. We, we kind of did, but... God is the sun. I can tell he had more to say, and we will have him on again so he can finish what he had started. Yeah, we got more questions. If anybody else has questions too, uh, email us, legitbatpodcast at gmail.com. We'll ask him next time. Or hit us up on Instagram, at LegitBatPodcast. Pretty much just type in LegitBat. We've told you that before. <laughs> and also, don't rate or review us. We've uh, been over this last time. Stay below the radar. Just uh, instant message us. That's better. Don't let the world know that you listen. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I was just going to say, no one fucking tells people. It's fine. But we'll talk to you next time. Enjoy our chat. And like I said... We'll talk to you next time. All right, then.
So I was doing a conspiracy podcast called Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole, and we looked into all of the crazy deceptions of the world. And in the third year, people started sending me flat earth stuff. Dave, have you looked into flat earth? And as any rational thinking person would do, I would just delete those emails. And if they repetitively <laughs> kept coming from the same person, I would ban them from our social media for being so <laughs> stupid as to waste my time with such nonsense. As you so, should. <laughs> any any thinking person would react that way. I mean, I'm open-minded about conspiracies. I understand there's deception in the world, but come on. You know, the ball earth, the, the, you know, the, the earth is a globe. We've known it for 500 years. There's a million reasons I can prove you that the earth is a globe. And flat earth is the dumbest thing ever. But then one day I was speaking with a fellow researcher, Sophia Smallstorm, and we were talking about some crazy deception that was going on in the news. And I was really like blown away. I'm like, you know, when, when I started going down the rabbit hole of deception of false flags and, you know, hoax events, I never knew it was so deep. And I said to her, I said, there's so much deception in this world. You know, it's, it's mind blowing. And she goes, she's like a small petite woman, you know, older. She goes, Oh, David, it it's worse than that. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I think the earth is flat. And I absolutely <laughs> lost my, my shit. And I, uh, I, she, so she sent me a series of videos by Mark Sargent called Flat Earth Clues, where Mark had come across Flat Earth and said, okay, that's it. He's just going to put out a series of videos asking questions. And he figured that they, some scientists would pick it up and answer all of them, but none of them were answered. And, and I said, all right, that's it. I'm, I went in with a biased attitude. I said, I'm going to prove the Earth is a globe and disprove Flat Earth. I mean, that's not open-minded. I went in with a bias. And two weeks later... I came out the other side, uh, a different person. I'm like, whoa, you know, there is no way we live on a spinning, wobbling, twirling ball, you know, with water <laughs> on the outside flying through an infinite vacuum. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. And, and what I've realized over time, and then I'll let you guys ask questions, is there's two things that people that think they live on a globe have in common. And one is they have a false pre-programmed idea of what flat earth is, which is ridiculous and nobody should ever believe it. And the other thing is they don't even understand what the globe model is. I know more about the globe now than I did in my entire life. And I took, I took four years of astronomy when I went to college, right? And that it turns out astronomy is pseudoscience and astrology is the real science. Totally I've, I've heard that a few times, yeah. World. Yeah. So where do you want to begin? I don't know. I... What do you think is your go-to argument for like a uh, rookie in this area? I mean, I'm sure you have a, a ton of them, but what like somebody off the street that is thinks you're batshit fucking crazy? How do you convince them? Like I mean, I, what's that? Like we you don't, three. like we you don't three. think you're crazy. We're very open-minded, but I've never sat around and thought, right. huh? So, I think the Earth might be flat. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm totally so, open to it. I actually am so excited about. I this. got you. Big guy comes in that door behind you puts a gun to your head and says, is the earth flat or round? Get it wrong and you're dead. What are you going to say right now? I would just say it's round. That's what I'm told. Fuck. I mean, okay. why would I say right. it's flat? I, I would have to say I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm not saying I believe the earth is flat, but I don't necessarily believe that it's round. I'm willing to accept the fact that it's flat if that's the just case. Just trying to little yeah. test to see. I, I, yeah, for stand. sure. If you want me to be completely honest, if somebody came in and did that, I would probably yell something like balls and then die. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what I would probably. I don't know do. wieners. I, if I got it out in time, maybe. But yeah, I, I honestly, I, I, I know nothing about the subject. What, when somebody says, um, "Describe the flat Earth," what would you do? Like real quick, how would you? How do you envision the flat Earth? Can I ask? I could not. No. Um, well. Like when someone says flat earth or the earth is flat. Like if someone says flat earth, what do you see in your mind? Okay, I'm going to tell you a story really quick. And it was <laughs> it was how we started this podcast last year. Joe came up to me right after the Ronas and he said, hey, I've been listening to a lot of conspiracy podcasts lately. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> this is before our podcast days, before we were into all this shit. And I was just like working from home. I worked with kids. I was very like, do, 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 whatever. And uh, he came home and told me, I've been listening to some conspiracy podcasts. And I said, okay. And he said, no, no, no. He saw the look of terror on my face and said, no, no, you don't understand. I heard this one about Flat Earth today and it was really cool. And I was like, what the fuck? No. Okay. No, 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 no. So I was pissed. But I listened to the episode that he told me to and it was pretty compelling. So I'm willing to listen to what you have to say. But back to your uh, question about how how I would describe it before, like a year or two ago, I would say a flat disc spinning through space. But I know since then that's ridiculous. And uh, I've heard a little research. Yeah, I've heard the way you describe it. And it actually makes a lot more sense than a flat disc flying through space like a plate, you know, like flying saucer. Uh, I was going to say, if I actually was to describe it, it would be more li- more like a rectangle. Uh a platter? Yeah. <laughs> a sheet pan? Well, no, it's supposed like to be surrounded by the ice, all well, of, ice I, wall of Antarctica. Like, if I if I think about it in my mind and I go, what do I think in the fu- in floating in space, what it would look like? A sheet pan is a great description because that's kind of like what I see is like when it, in my head, if I think of flat earth, that's what I'm thinking of. So I guess Got we'll it. start there, David. You uh, carry on with your description of it because I actually right, like this. All right, make feel stupid. Go. <laughs> No, 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 because I, I, I was you. I, we were all you. Nobody, you know, we all had the same, you know, upbringing and every, we've been programmed our entire lives to think that we live on a spinning ball flying through space. Every television show, every cartoon, every kid's show, Universal Studios, everything. It's all globe, globe, globe. You go to school when you're, you know, in kindergarten, first grade, your teachers are your gods and they have globes in front of the class and their science curriculum. It, it's, it's insane what these kids are bringing home, these worksheets about the moon and the Mars and the Earth and the sizes i mean they're indoctrinating these kids um to make it your core belief and everything your entire life is built around this and we're going to get to why the lie because you're going to ask that at any moment so we're going to hold that off towards the end so um so if you google flat earth you know or top 10 reasons the earth is a globe you're going to get propaganda pure propaganda you're going to get the flat earth society which says crazy things like the earth rises at 9.8 meters per second that's why it has gravity and you know the i don't know i don't even know what they say there it's all nonsense and it's a gatekeeping site it's a gatekeeping is where they basically you know control your mind and and keep you gated um, from finding the real truth. And and basically anyone that does any research and goes there, they'll never look at flat earth again because it's the dumbest thing ever. So what is the, what is the flat earth? The way I describe it is it's the basement of the universe, right? Infinite space doesn't exist. And just think of it as the floor of the universe, whatever that means, right? That makes sense, actually. That checks and out. Th- think, <laughs> think about 
Think about a puddle of water. A puddle you know, after a rainstorm. Where does a puddle occur? Where, where would a puddle occur? In the divots, it occurs in, in the low, the low point. In the in the low point of the land, and the edge of the puddle is where the land is higher than the water surface, right? Right. Makes sense, and that's yeah. containing the puddle. So now expand that to a pond, which is a, just a big puddle, and a lake, which is a bigger pond, and throw some islands in there. Okay. If you were on a boat and you sailed around the lake in a circle in the middle of the lake, you can go around the islands and you can go back and forth. But if you sail away from the center, what's going to happen? In any direction away from the center, eventually you're going to hit what? Land. Yeah. The shoreline. The shoreline. And can you fall off the lake? No. no. Because there's land there. And, it, and that land, let's say this lake is in Kansas. And there's nothing else. Right? You get off the lake. Well... How far does Kansas go? I don't know. I've never been there, you know? <laughs> so, so you don't know. So our world, all of our oceans, think of it as a giant pond. And all of the continents are the islands within that pond. At the center of the pond is the North Pole. It's a magnetic mountain. And there's, just a, a, magnetic, there's a magnetic force coming out of the north. Let's just assume it's a mountain. And the shoreline that surrounds the world pond is the land that's just higher than the water surface. Okay. The reason Africa and the United States aren't connected is because they are connected. There's just lower, the water's higher than the land that's, you know, connecting them. Right. The highest land on earth is Antarctica. Antarctica is the shoreline of the world pond. Okay. Antarctica, if you go to Antarctica, the, the, the plateau is 200 feet over your head when you get there. It's the highest land on Earth, right? There may be some lower parts and whatnot, but it contains the world's oceans. And it goes on for thousands of miles in every direction, okay? What's beyond there? We don't know because it's off limits. In 1957, they made a treaty, um, but based on environmentalism, before environmentalism was even a word, all the countries in the world signed on to it and said nobody can explore Antarctica until the year 2041. You can't even question the treaty until then because we have to protect the penguins and the ice. It's very, very rare, you know, very <laughs> valuable. It's pristine, right? And meanwhile, we can deforest the Amazon. We can do whatever we want. So that's the, the make of the flat earth, okay? And the worth, earth is 70% water. Large bodies of water at rest lay flat. They don't curve. And this is testable, measurable, and provable within our Earth. Um, if so, the in the heliocentric model, the Earth is twenty four thousand nine hundred one miles around at the equator. That's the size that they tell us the Earth is. It's spinning at a thousand miles an hour, right? So when you watch the sunset, why does the sun go down on the heliocentric world? Because you're spinning away from the sun, right? Right. You with me? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. So, so when you're watching the sunset, you have to believe that you're falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound. And that's making the sun that's 93 million miles away, which you can't even fathom that distance, look like it's going down. That's insane. That's totally insane. <laughs> While that's going on, you're orbiting the sun at 66,000 miles an hour. Okay. Yeah. And while that's going on, the sun is flying through space at 500,000 miles an hour while you're corkscrewing through space following the sun. Right. And all the other planets are keeping up with you, too. Yeah. 
While that's going on, the entire galaxy is moving sideways at a million miles an hour. And do you feel any of it? Right. And, and the argument is, well, you're, you know, you don't feel motion when you're on an airplane. You don't feel it when you're going. But that's because you're going in a straight line. All of these motions are curved motions. Imagine yourself in a car going 100 miles an hour. OK. And on uh, a straight, perfectly flat road, you got a dinner plate and you pour an inch of water on it. No problem. You can hold that. But if that car starts turning to even the slightest bit, that water is going to slosh right off the plate. Right. But we have yeah. lakes that are perfectly calm glass that reflect mountains like mirrors none of that motion is ever sensed ever, ever no every test that's ever been done by scientists through history to prove the sphericity of the earth or the motion of the earth has failed and proved the opposite but they don't teach us that in school what were the experiments they did did they try to make a model of this with water inside to try to show that they could spin it that fast and it would stay they did different things with bouncing lasers off of mirrors that were spinning uh, and if the earth was spinning you know one of the one of the lasers wouldn't get back at the same amount of time it did one with a a telescope that's looking up at the starlight and they filled the telescope with water which would slow the light down and then therefore it would hit in a different spot but none of it ever happened you know Mm -hmm. it, it actually proved that there is no motion Think about this. All those motions I told you um, in the time, you know, that we do this podcast, we're going to be a half a million miles from where we were when we started. Right. Just during the podcast over the course of a year, we're going to be half a million miles times the number of hours in a year, whatever that number is. But if you go out tonight and look at the stars in the sky and and pick a time, any time and make a little sky chart. Next year, same night, same time, go out, every single star will be in the exact same position, even though we're billions of miles from where we were. So that's, that's actually one of, the, one of the first arguments I heard where I was like, okay, that is a little bit hokey here. You're, for thousands of years, they've tracked the stars in the exact same orbits, but we, there should be something different, even just a little bit. Like there should, Something should be a little bit off if we're going through space. Day you know. to day, it should be different. Two nights in a row, there should be some parallax, right? Yeah. Because when we look at all those star constellations, according to the heliocentric model, they're not like if you viewed that from another angle, they wouldn't look like that because they're all at different distances, but we're all seeing them, you know, on a like you're looking at my two fists like this. But if you looked at it from sideways, they're 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 in a different orientation. Yeah. Right. That, that's parallax. And they never change. The sky is a perfect clock. OK. And this is how, how they got us. You know, what is time? You know, you've heard the conversations. Like, what is time? You know, well, we know what time is kind of it. There's 24 hours in a day. You know, there's 365 days in a year. How do you keep track of time? Well, the sky is a perfect clock. And they gave us the the the, the elite or whatever gave us clocks, but they, I think they changed them during the takeover. We'll talk about that in a minute. But they said, let's make the hour hand go around twice a day instead of once a day because they might figure out what's going on if we show them that it's really the sky clock. So the sun circles above the flat earth. It's small and it's close. It's the hour hand of the clock. Okay, It goes around... Um, and there's, it goes about a thousand miles an hour at the equator, 
because it's 24,000 miles around and you know where you know wherever the sun is it's it's 12 noon there so the sun keeps track of the hours and the days and it will lap the the moon does the same thing it goes in the same path as the sun but the moon goes around it, it the sun will lap the moon um once every 28 days so let's say they start at the same place the moon will um will fall behind slowly as the sun goes around you see that oh yeah. yeah the sun the sun and the moon go around and the sun will lap the moon every once every 28 days so the moon and its phases and its position keep track of the weeks and the months which also used to be called moons and then if you turn if you if you look at the zodiac the zodiac's on another wheel in the sky and the zodiac is going slightly faster than the sun so each zodiac sign will catch up to the sun at about a month at a time and it takes a full year for the zodiac to lap the sun so the zodiac keeps track of the seasons and the years and then it all repeats again can you please tell me where you got that thing so i can have it on my phone great plug <laughs> This is my app. It's called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app. And I'll tell you all about it. I'll give you a link um, that awesome. you can link to the show. Because this, all the stuff that I'm talking about, and it does better than that. So, and because we're doing a radio show, I'm not going to get into it too much. But the sun migrates in between those two yellow lines. One's the Tropic of Capricorn right. and the Tropic of Cancer. When it's over the outer, bigger yellow one, it's the tropic of cap it's it's the summer in the outer south okay because the sun is closer to them and higher in the sky because it's closer and then when six months later the sun will be over the inner circle and that's the tropic of cancer and it's our inner northern summer so just to so think about just this. to correlate this really yeah. quick that when you're talking about those two differences that would be the same thing as uh, what well, we call them globalists, um, that <laughs> consider the tilt of the axis, which changes the seasons, right? That's what you're describing, just flat Well, earth, I'm, no, right? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you why, why and I'm going to prove to you that that explanation is complete and total nonsense. Okay. Right? Am I allowed to, say, am I allowed to swear on the show? Fuck, fuck no. Yeah. Oh, a... I mean, fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's complete and total bullshit. Um, and and uh, so, so... So let, let, we'll talk about seasons right now. So we're told that when the, the, the earth is tilted and when we're tilted on the top of the world, the north is tilted towards the sun, we have direct rays. And when we're tilted away, those rays spread across a bigger area and therefore we have less heat. That's what Bill Lye, the lion guy with the bow tie tells us and other, you know, <laughs> I knew he scientists. was full of shit so long ago and I didn't yeah. even know He's why. A failed I comedian. He's, not a my ass He's a failed comedian. <laughs> Did you know in the heliocentric model, they, it's the, they say it's the tilt that matters because when we're tilted away, you know, the same amount of sunlight spread over twice the amount of land. Therefore, it's not as intense. But during the heliocentric summer in the north, we're four million miles closer to the sun in our summer. And then in our winter, even though we're farther away, we're tilted towards the sun. So we get more direct rays and that's why it's warmer. Well, I'm going to prove that to be false, and you can do this yourself. It just takes time because you have to do it at certain months of the year. Um, 
the Earth is tilted. That's one way the sun is tilted. You know, the view of the sun is tilted. But then when we're spinning, the angle of the sun is changing all day long. On December 21st, if you go to where, where the water or wherever you can see the sun appear on the horizon, where the sun's rising, as soon as you go to the beach and all of a sudden the sun shows up on the horizon, as soon as you can see the sun, you can feel that heat blasting on your face. And if you think about it, you're tilted 89 degrees over when you see the sun. And that's the, that's the, the sun is skimming across the entire surface of the earth, right? Not even tilted away. It's tilted across, so it's literally the most severe tilt you can be at sunrise. You with me? Yes. But, but as soon as you see the sun on the horizon, you can close your eyes. Don't even have to close your eyes. You can feel the sun blasting on your face. And within a couple of minutes, it's getting warmer and warmer because it's the heat of the summer. I don't know where you guys are. I'm in, uh, on the East Coast here. Um, northern, it's really hot. Northern here. California. It gets hot during the okay, summer. Okay, so Northern California. So you can see that. Well, so you don't do you get snow there? Every once in a while. Sometimes. <laughs> okay, so so on uh, December 31st, not at sunrise, but at the highest point of the day, when the sun is high in the sky, you can, uh, yeah, on December 31st, you can look up at the sun when it's at a much more direct angle coming down on you, and you don't even feel nearly as much heat as you did on June 21st when it was at the most severe angle. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, in the tropics, it might be a little harder to see, but here, and I'm in Connecticut, and it's when it's free, you know, it's freezing here during the day. But when you look up at the sun, you barely feel the heat when it's high up in the sky, you know, the highest for this time of year versus skimming across the surface of the earth at sunrise in the summer. It's hotter at that more severe angle. That proves without a shadow of a doubt that the tilt is not what's causing the seasons. And the reason the sun is lower in the sky in the winter, imagine an airplane at 10,000 feet or whatever flying from behind you over your head forward okay and now there's another plane same altitude paralleling that plane 30 40 50 miles to your south okay okay, okay. but it's paralleling that so imagine the one that's flying over your head that's your summer sun it's high in the sky it's right above you and then when that sun migrates out to the tropic of capricorn it's that plane that's 30 miles to your south and it's lower in the sky because it's farther out south. Right. And so imagine that being your sun. And that's how we see the sun in the winter because it's lower in the sky because it's farther away. Oh, yeah. When it's you. lower in our sky, people in Australia and southern South America, it's high in their sky because it's over them. They're looking up at it. You with me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it makes sense. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot of thinking. You know, the ball <laughs> earth has a huge advantage over the flat earth. It's a, hey, you know believe. what? You're talking to three uh, <laughs> people that are very, very quick. Uh, we are picking up what you're laying down every step of the way. Keep going. We're just processing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I got it. This is the problem. You know, school is not school. School is indoctrination camp because if you want to get an A, what do you got to do? Memorize and regurgitate. And if you do it really well, you can teach the next generation the same bullshit. You are such a <laughs> conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's how seasons work. Um, the you know the next big question is sunsets, and that's a lot. Um, it, it, that's a lot easier to show with videos and stuff. And I'll show you where to find all those videos. But the way the sun sets is is very very simple, and I'll give you uh, an analogy. Let's say you're um, you're sitting out in a nice big field and there's a 
25 story building, you know, 50, 10, 20 yards from you, right in front of you. So it's high, you know, the top of that building's high in the sky. And so now imagine that airplane again, but that airplane uh, is flying from behind you towards the building. And when it gets, you know, past that building, it disappears behind the building. It just, it just flies behind the building and disappears, right? And you can't see it anymore. Right. right? But that building, that edge of the building is high up in the sky. You with me? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So now if I move that building 30 miles away, the top of that building to you is going to look like it's at your eye level. Right. It's right. really going to look, it's almost, it's going to merge with the horizon at that distance. Right. Okay. That airplane is still the same height above that building. So if you drew a line or if you had a string that you can pull from your eyeballs to the top of that building, to you over, let's say it's over water or whatever, because water is flat, you would see a line parallel, parallel to the floor, parallel right. to the water. Right. But if somebody was standing at the edge of that building, they would see a line coming from 25 stories up going down to their horizon. They would see a tilted line. Right. So when that airplane passes that building, it's still going to get eclipsed. It's still going to get eclipsed by that building as it goes by. And then you can't see it anymore. But to you, it looks like it sunk. It went down. This is your horizon. And as the sun goes beyond that, that line that becomes your new horizon. Now, I say a building, the atmosphere does the same thing. If you have a deck of clouds, right, nice spotted clouds, you look up, there's clouds directly above you. They're at five, 10,000 feet, whatever they are. 30 miles away, those clouds are touching the water from your point of view. They merge with the water. They become the horizon. So that atmospheric deck of opacity literally becomes the setting sun as it goes beyond. I'm not, I'm, I'm moving my hand beyond that and it sets just like you see the sunset. Now you say, well, if the sun's going away. How come it doesn't get smaller, right? That's what, that's what people would think. And there's a couple reasons, but the easiest one to, to understand, which isn't that easy, is when you're looking at the through air over water, there's a lot of moisture in it. So that moisture actually is a it becomes a magnifier. So as the sun moves away, it's getting bigger. But as it moves away, it's getting smaller because of perspective. Right. And there's a really a delicate balance there. Sometimes the sun does get a little bigger. Sometimes it gets a little smaller. Sometimes it gets so small that it's unbelievable, but 99.99% of the time from the places on this earth where you watch a sunset, you're going to have those conditions where the sun is magnified and it shrinks at the same time due to perspective. But places like um, in Africa on the high plains there, when there's a super clear day where the, where the atmosphere doesn't become that dense and there's no humidity, um, you'll watch the sun, it'll go down It'll stop right above the horizon and then it'll just shrink and just go away and it shrinks to a tiny little dot and then it goes poof and it's gone and it doesn't go down. It, you'll, you'll see it going down right to the horizon and then it stops. If we were spinning, it would just keep going, but it sits there and it floats away. And we have tons of videos that can show you when this happens and how you can see it yourself and test it for yourself. Yeah, I remember you saying wow. something about that on one of your interviews about the uh, the video you had about how it just sat there for 10 straight minutes and then just yeah. kind of like went away. 
Well, so th- there's two things that happen. Like here in in Connecticut, I can watch the sunset to the west, but it has to be like a ultra blue sky day, no chemtrails, no clouds all day, and it has to be freezing cold so there's no humidity in the air. You know, and it has to be literally just below freezing is the best when, when there's no humidity. And if I put my drone up on a day like that and I'll watch the sun, it'll literally go down, 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 down. In like five minutes, it drops a considerable amount and then it gets to this apparent horizon and it just sits there. And it doesn't shrink like the South African sun will shrink to a tiny dot because the, the, the air is still dense here and it'll just shrink and then it'll sit there for 10 minutes and then it just fades into the thickness. It literally dissolves into thin air. It's the craziest thing when you see it. When I saw it, I couldn't believe it. I was like, all right, what happened? My, my camera screwed up. But I filmed it seven times since then. And it, it brings tears to my eyes every time I see it. So I have a whole playlist of stuff with that. On the Flatter Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app, if you click the question mark, up comes all of the top 21 questions you know everything you know now this all is pilots this is your it. app correct this is my app okay great. I, I developed this app and so by the way i'm not here trying to make money off of an app i had my own <laughs> commercial solar power development company i had two partners i started it six years ago and it's kicking ass and i was doing really well making a heavy a hefty six-figure salary and i walked away from it all because of this calling and I was able to do it because of this app, which paid my bills literally to like the dollar the day I was trying to decide, do I really want to leave the, my, my dream? I, I built the American dream. I have my own company. I worked in corporate America. I got out. I started my own competing company and we're crushing. And I walked away from it all because we're going to talk about why I did that. But so the app has all of these questions you know are all pilots in on it why the lie what about circumnavigation you know all this stuff you click one of those up come a playlist of videos that youtube will not feed you right like if you said hey dave send me something on the the, how nasa is faking space if i sent you a video you the next one youtube would suggest would be a propaganda video that's exactly one of my biggest questions for you by the way if we could get into that uh, at some point is the whole how is nasa covering this up yeah well nasa is the reason for nasa and every space agency is to make you think you live on a ball nasa is more gatekeeping right well it's beyond gatekeeping they were created to control your mind and not let you know where you live why they say oh come on not that many people can't be in on it that's crazy well they lie about how many people work at NASA. They say, you know, 50,000 or whatever the number is. I bet it's more like 300, okay? I, I don't know the exact number, but they're lying. And many of the people there have no idea. They're compartmentalized. They don't know Well, uh, you got me on. on the cover-up side of it. As soon as you said that they did a treaty in 1950 that we couldn't even contest until 2041. So as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, well, fuck, there's a whole lot more people in on it than I thought. Yeah, the Antarctica thing was another big point for me that's very weird that, why? If it's just a big sheet of ice with penguins on it, why are they so so protective of it? Yeah, and, and, you know, I believe, you know, the the people running this world now, you know, 
are the puppets of the real controllers of this world. Sure. Who I can't name. I don't know who they are. Exactly. But there was a massive reset, I believe, in the late 1800s. And this world changed. And the people that survived, um, you know, kind of just took over what was here. There was a worldwide civilization called Tataria. Are you guys familiar with Tataria? Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So it was a, um, I believe, a worldwide um, civilization where everybody was together. Everybody was in on it. You know, the pyramids in Egypt, they have the same pyramids that line up with the same stars all across the plain. You know, in, in, in all different countries, they have these same things. So it's the same uh, worldwide uh, civilization. But everybody was together working in harmony. Everybody was following God's law of don't kill anybody, don't steal from anybody, and help those who need help. Okay? You know, basically, everyone was working in harmony, and the vibration of the world was high, and the abilities that people had back then were far surpassed uh, what we have now. But what they, what, the, what they did is they divided us up. They divided us up by countries, and then they divided the countries up by states, and then they divided that up by political parties and sports teams and races and genders. Divide, and divide, divide, divide bitch. Right. <clears throat> divide, 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 because if we work together, we can overtake them. Imagine everybody in your town right now said, we're opening every restaurant, we're doubling the, the capacity that it's ever held before, and everyone come tomorrow, what would, the, what would they do? If everyone in the town did it, they'd be done. What if everyone in the world together said, uh, no, thank you, we're not doing any of this? I'm <laughs> a big okay. fan of that, yeah. Yeah, it, it's over in one second. Everything is over. The elite are the few. You know, we are the many, they are the few. They the ants are the, and the grasshoppers next to how many we are, right? But people are are lost. So why the lie? Let's get into why the lie. The why well, the lie. Real is, quick though, uh, on that note, that, you were talking about there being a great reset in the 1800s, correct? Yeah. So uh, just by population, talking about they are the nothing, we are the many. Uh, the fact that we have what is it seven times the amount of people now than we did at the turn of the 19th century, and it's still this controlled blows my mind. Well, this is going to blow your mind. They're okay. lying about how many people are on this earth. Oh, that I, would I think make it's more closer. sense. There, there's people that have done the calculations, and I've, I've done a lot of research on it. And if uh, we were picking jelly beans in a jar and the, the, for the prize, and I had to pick a number, my number is one billion people. Which, is what they, which was what the consensus was at the turn of the 19th century was around a billion people. And now they're saying, right. you know, it's 7.2 or 5 or whatever it is. Right, and and you know that their goal is to get it down to five hundred million. Yeah, the Georgia Guidestones. It's not like they wrote it in stone. Oh wait! <laughs> oh, <course>. wait. <laughs> so, so the, the, the that was the reset, and to control our minds, you know, government is govern the mind. It meant is the mind govern is control. So. They did, they did a lot of things. They divided us. They moved children all around. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. Once you start digging into Tataria, you can see what happened. But they also um, introduced the heliocentric model, which hasn't been around for 500 years, like they told us, with Aristophanes doing the sticks and shadows. That's a made-up story that was stick, stuck into the Rockefeller textbooks in the 1980s. Okay, And no one's ever redone that experiment. 
because even if they did, it doesn't prove either because it works perfectly on a flat earth with a small local sun. So they, so I was interviewing a 102 year old woman in January of 2020 about the world's fairs because the world's fairs are, are part of the takeover of, from Tataria. It was like the last part of the Tatarian empire. And she was remembering, she was remembering details of her fifth birthday party. And uh, I asked her where she went to elementary school. She knew the teacher, the school, the, the road it was on, some kids in her class. And I said, what did they teach you in school about the earth? And she looked at me and she goes, they taught me the earth was flat, but then they changed it. This is a school, public school in Connecticut. Then they changed it, you know, years later. And we found another woman in Croatia who said in the 1930s, every school was teaching that the earth was flat. And then we found newspaper articles in on microfilm uh, talking about teachers in the you know, one of them was April of 19, 1900, maybe I forget the exact date, um, that was being persecuted for trying to teach heliocentrism in class. And it was heresy. And uh, so this Here thing has only been around for 100, 120 years. So huh. that's super weird. I was just talking to a coworker of mine about how we were having you on the podcast tonight. And she said she has a ton of almanacs uh, from the 1800s. I was talking about flat earth and she said, oh, that's so weird. I have a ton of almanacs at my house from my mom and they're bound in leather from the 1800s and they talk about how the earth is flat in there. And I thought, oh, that's weird. They're from the and, 1800s. And I would you, love to get my get, hand. Can you get your hands on it and, I, and take a video and show me those pages? She might be, have the, the Encyclopedia Americana pre-1958. Yeah. And uh, I will try to get them for copies of those. No, for real. I will. I just asked her tonight before we had you on. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. But I asked her in advance, like, hey, do you think you could maybe find those? Because that, that might come in handy. But she she said it very in passing. She wasn't really into it at all. She didn't believe it. She said, oh, yeah, that's weird. You know, it, they're from the 1800s. They talk about a flat earth. And so I will I will do my best. Promise. Yeah, it's uh, it's the, the entire globe thing is a new thing. <clears throat> Everything. You know, all of our history, people say, well, what about Galileo and Copernicus? I don't know how much of their story is true. I think most of it is his story, you know? So What would be the purpose, though? A, I mean, I guess we're getting waiting for that. Well, to why the lie? Of, why the just, lie? But just like, why? Like, it's so elaborate for no reason, it seems. Yeah. I mean, why? Well, here's the thing. So to believe in the heliocentric model, you have to believe that once there was nothing, it exploded. It became everything. And then all the rocks coalesced into perfect spheres and all of the gases coalesced into bigger burning ball spheres. And they left a vacuum in between them, which is impossible. And then lightning struck, you know, water accumulated on the rocky balls and they were in orbit and, you know, in the Goldilocks zone around the burning ball and lightning struck and created some DNA somehow, you know, that's like a tornado going to a junkyard and building a 747 out of the construction, out of the destruction. That's <laughs> probably equally as possible. And then that turned into a fish that grew legs and that climbed out of the water, found another mutant fish and had a baby that turned into a rat that turned into a monkey that turned into a human. Okay. You are That's, just breaking so many walls right now. <laughs> Do you think we're from aliens? That, that Where is, is our DNA from? 
so so make sure we talk about aliens after this. So <laughs> might have so to do a part two. DNA is a complex DNA is more complex than the biggest textbook ever. Okay. There's more information in DNA than you can put in any book. Okay. And it came out of random accident, you know, nonsense. So, so you, we came from nothing. We're an accident. We're on a speck in an infinite vacuum spinning out of control, lost in space where an asteroid could take us out at any time. Uh, and we we're running out of resources. We're running out of dinosaur juice and our cars are going to stop working. And, you know, all of this nonsense and which keeps us in fear and powerless when the truth is we are at the center of creation. Our world is intelligently designed and we are here uh, as great, powerful beings having a soul journey where nobody has dominion over us. Nobody can take or do anything to us without our permission because it's God given permission. Now, he's, you know, God, like before I understood that the earth was flat. It's not the shape that matters. I was a nihilistic atheist. I, I was Mr. Evolution, everything. But once you not, not believe the earth is flat, know that it's intelligently designed because it's undeniable once you understand what it is, then you know there's a creator. Now, who is that creator? Maybe we're all parts of God. Maybe you, know, you can put any name on it you want, but there's a creator that created this place for us. We're at the center of creation. So... If we, um, if everybody woke up to flat earth tomorrow, everybody would know there's a creator and you can no longer deny, deny it. There's a verse in the Bible, and I'm not a Bible guy, that says, uh, one, that says once you see my creation with the earth, uh, you no longer have an excuse to deny my existence. So if you're the devil and you're trying to run this world, this, you know, fallen angel, whatever you want to call it, call it evil. Uh, one thing you want, you don't want is having people uh, not to be able to deny God's existence, deny God's existence. You know, the, 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 the quote, um, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making you think he doesn't exist. Well, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is making you think God doesn't exist. And, that's like one of the main reasons, in my opinion, that this deception is done to keep people um, always doubting God or not believing in God at all. Well, I'm and glad you actually. Uh, is, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Good. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I can go on and on. To interrupt oh, I, I just wanted to say we've mentioned on previous episodes that me and Ben at least grew up super religious, super Christian, like, you know, God created the earth. And that aside, I never thought. I don't think even if I grew up like that, that I could believe in evolution. It doesn't make sense to me that something exploded and here we are, you know, billions of wow, years later. you have at least one brain cell. Perfect. I was going to add to that is this is kind just of just one, though. This is kind of a trippy conversation with, for me because uh, growing up like that, we were, you know, raised to believe that there's a creator and there's undeniable evidence of such. Um However, we're also programmed to believe that it is uh, a globe. So right. it's, it's interesting hearing you come from this point of view where being raised the way that we were raised, if somebody said that they were a flat earther, my parents would be like, no, 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 you know, that's not true. But then at the same time, they're also saying God created the earth. So hearing you come from a point of view where it's like, no, 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 flat earth is true. 
let me explain it. Oh, also, there is a creator. It's undeniable. To me, that's like kind of this weird division where I also go, that actually makes a lot of sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense to me, even from a Christian perspective, that God would create this perfection on Earth and then just have literally nothing else for millions and billions of light years. So, like, that doesn't make so, any so, sense to me either. Yeah, so, so that's part of the psyop right there. They want the, the way they help you deny God is saying, you know, God says there's only the Earth. He doesn't mention other planets, but look, there's trillions of other planets out there. There's billions of stars in our solar system. You know, uh, what a waste of space. And that helps you deny God. So to believe in the heliocentric system and believe in God, you can, but you have to believe that God is either omnipresent or very selfish or something's flawed or God's very distant. And he can't be, you know, maybe he's not here right now. Maybe he's tending to another planet or another galaxy. He's probably smoking um, a joint. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's maybe he's spread too thin. But in reality, when we when you understand what the flat earth is, uh, God's right above us, right here um, and can see all of the earth all of the time. Do you think so, we're like a little you know, testing ground? What's that? Are we like a little testing ground? Are we like a little well, Petri dish? So so page one of your Bible says God separated the in Genesis. It says God separated the waters from the waters and created the firmament. Well, that's the dome. The firmament is the dome and space is water. If you listen to NASA, every term they use is a nautical term in space. They have ships and the oceans, uh, the, the craters on the moon, the, the alleged craters on the moon are named after they're named of oceans, the sea of tranquility. Um, it's all nautical terms because they're not lying. Space is water. They're not going into it, but they're trying to. And there's there's water above us and water below us. Yeah, that's that's hard to reconcile stuff because I also am uh, on a weird thing where I don't think that we landed on the moon exactly as they yeah, say. Well, that's at not least weird at all. That, we that, don't think that. That shows no. that you have a half a brain cell that's functioning. Oh right, yeah. Uh, by the... <laughs> He's up to one and a half um, now. He's feeling good. No, 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 no. Half of the first brain cell is all you need. For the, to, to oh, okay. You go to the boom. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that's all you have. I'm saying that's all you need to know that. <laughs> so, the the moon landings are, you know, in in my video uh, interviews, and there's there's tons of videos on the app. Uh, are all space agencies in on it? We show you time after time after time of them faking space, faking weightlessness. Getting, you know, when they're doing their silly flips on the space station, they get tangled in their wires, uh, their green screen glitches, all sorts of stuff happens, all CGI glitches. And we show you, if I show you one, you can unwind that all the way to we never went to the moon, but we'll show you a thousand, right? Yeah. Fading people in and out, beaming objects in and out. It's unbelievable how many times they screw up. And at, at sometimes I have to wonder, like, are they doing it on purpose? Maybe just to tell us? You know, because they always have to tell us what they're doing so they don't break our free will. But they're they just tell assholes. Us ways that people don't realize, and then they don't say no. Therefore, they're consenting. So, one thing. Oh, I'm glad I remembered this. Actually, I sh I should make notes. It's a kind of a standing joke that I need to make notes when I'm sober. But um, what what is your take on satellites in the ISS station? Because that's one that I have trouble with trying to figure out what the fuck's going on up there when you see that yeah. stuff so you guys i assume you've seen the iss you have an iss tracker i've seen it yeah yeah, yeah. have you yeah yeah so oh yeah a lot first first i'll tell you who is the largest owner of helium companies 
and also the largest consumer of helium in the world by far. Bill Gates. I don't know. Na- we don't know. NASA. Okay. Huh? NASA. Helium. NASA launches tens of thousands of satellites called satelloons. They're hanging from balloons, and they launch them from Antarctica. And they can control their position pretty tightly just by controlling their height and getting them into counter-rotating wind currents. And these things go up there for years at a time, right? These things are all over the Earth, hanging from balloons, but you don't hear about that. I mean, we fund NASA $65 million every single day. Well, you only hear about it when an alien ship crashes and they call it a weather balloon. Or swamp yeah, gas. Well, well, one, it could be a balloon. Or two, it could be an extraterrestrial ship coming from the extra terra. Extra is more. Terra is territory, extra land beyond Antarctica. So what makes more sense? That there's extraterrestrials, humanoids, that are a few thousand miles beyond Antarctica. Or there's extraterrestrials coming from the closest star, 25 trillion miles away, flying through the blackness of an empty vacuum getting to Roswell, New Mexico and then crashing. Okay. (laughs) Which one is more feasible? Stop making sense. (laughs) So do you think after all of the largest good, sorry, I was going to say, so after the wall of Antarctica, because that's what is around us. Not the wall. It's the ice shoreline. It's not a wall like the Game of Thrones. Another mind control show. No, no, no. (laughs) I I love that show, damn it. You said it was 200 feet up when you get there. Yeah, 200 feet up, but then there's another another side to the wall. It's a a cliff. The the edge. Okay, the ice cliff. All right, past the ice cliff. I'm helping you use the right terms so you can understand the model. It's cool. All right, I get it. So past that ice cliff, there's more land. I'm just trying to understand, yeah. honestly. Like, there's way more. Yeah. So, okay. At Admiral Byrd in the 1950s, when uh, the, they had uh, you know aircraft and they could go to, out there, uh, said he on one of his missions he found land bigger than the United States that no human has ever stepped foot on. That's the tip of the iceberg. That's nothing. Antarctica is bigger than all of the oceans and all of the continents combined. That's crazy. So why are they hiding it from us? Because they don't want us to see what's oh, past it? Oh, good or? call. We're coming up on about 10 minutes left here, bud. So, so let's get to that one. We, why the lie? Well, no. Yeah, if we, you want to go longer, we, do you have to? Does it have to go, only be an hour? We go longer. No problem. Because I enjoy so this the first conversation. Why the, lie is, the first why the lie is um, they're hiding God, and they don't want you to know that you are a powerful being, that where your thoughts can create your reality. Uh, and they don't want you to know that if we're all united – that we can overpower them just with our thoughts. Why so would God let that happen? Us. They why did, well because we have free will and it's up to us and we're here on a journey to um, expand the knowledge and experiences of our souls. So it, it, if you went to a roller a, a amusement park and all the roller coasters were flat and they just went in a nice little circle, would that be any fun? No, <laughs> I would hate that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we're here on this ride having this experience and um, none of it, it, not that none of it really matters, but there's when we're done, we go back and we, let's go back in again. Think of it like a video game where, you know, you just got killed by a monster around the corner. He's like, next time I'm going to go the other way and you're going to go, but you're going to jump right back in even after you were just brutally murdered, you know, in a game. Right. So when you, when you come out of this, you're, uh, you're, you're, you basically 
had the experience and you can go back in. So hiding God and, and not letting you know who you are. So these fallen angels can control you. That's the first one. They're after your soul. Put it this way. Think of your soul as just a, the little spirit that's inside of you. And your soul has a mission. It came here. It knew that it wanted to be here at this time. And so you're here with amnesia. You don't remember. And you, you have to listen to your soul. But if everyone in the world was united and all, you know, all it was peace everywhere and everyone was together, we could hear our soul speak and we would all be in tune with our souls and our, we would all have this incredible experience because like, you know how they say your soulmate or your soul family? Well, they're all around us. But with all the noise and frequencies in the world, we're losing communications with them and we can't communicate with each other because we have so much distraction, the television, the Wi-Fi signals, you know, fear, all of these things. So we're not hearing our, our, our souls calling and we're, we're separated from our souls. And that's why the world is a mess, right? But if we were all working together and everything was in harmony, we'd all of these connections would happen when you're in that flow you know how you just meet the right people at the right time and you find the thing that you needed at the right time and things come into your life that's how life's supposed to be all the time but they've divided us and now they've even divided us further don't be within six feet of each other don't touch each other cover your faces now think about this you know you we're looking at each other's faces here while we're having this conversation and just the slightest little movements of our mouths and stuff and our cheeks and our eyes um, have meaning and you pick up on all of that, right? How many smiles have been missed? You know, how many, how many people that might've met up and got married have missed it because when they're walking down the street, no one's seeing any faces anymore, right? This is, this is genocide. What's going on right now. Just wearing face masks is genocide, but that's all another thing to get into. No, so agreed though. That's the first thing. <laughs> The other thing is, imagine the world was in a tyrannical situation and you weren't happy with the government. Just imagine that. I mean, I know it's hard to imagine. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. Just imagine it. We're so imagine happy with it. our government and, right and, now, and, though, guys. Oh my God, and, Biden. Imagine that, you know, businesses, you know, you're are thriving. You know, yeah, your, your business, you know, your job that you didn't love your job. Just imagine that. Okay. And imagine if you knew, <laughs> if you knew that there was other undiscovered lands here on earth that you can go to and claim some land and build a homestead and work with others without government intervention. Do you think you might pick up and go? Just a yeah, little. Yeah, we've actually that. talked about it. We've talked about starting <laughs> yeah. a commune. And I'm not oh, talking yeah. about Wisconsin. Fuck that no. place. <laughs> yeah, but what if there what if there was places beyond Antarctica that, you know, maybe had their own son, a different son. I'm good with There's that, man. I'll, I'll Donner party it until I get there. That's fine. <laughs> right? Yeah. Get our covered wagons out. There's oh, a story yeah. uh, called the, uh, the Iron Republic. Um, if you can get a copy of that book, or it's on YouTube, and you could listen to it. It's a five-hour read. But it's a story about somebody that took a ship to Antarctica and found an opening and went through and then came out the other side, and they were lost at sea for a month, and then they found land. And... As they approached the land, a boat came out and they're like, oh, you know, and they spoke English and uh, they said, you know, where is this? And he goes, this is the Iron Republic. And they go, we're from America. Where is the Iron Republic? And he goes, we're on the other side of Antarctica, about the same distance that you are from the other side of Antarctica. Holy shit. And the story was 
that in the 1600s, uh, the people didn't like the tyranny that was going on. And they picked up and left and went to the other side of Antarctica to start their own world, just kind of like I was describing. Do you think the Nazis went there too? I was too? just going to say, is that where the Nazis went too? Or? There's a huge thought that the Nazis, yeah. or some of them at least, went to Antarctica, which which, which yeah. means somewhere else, I guess. Well, Antarctica used to not be covered in ice. There's maps, Atarian maps, that show Antarctica with you know pyramids and all sorts of stuff going on out there. So there's a belief, you know, my, my belief, this is me, David Weiss speaking, is <laughs> that the sun that we have here now wasn't always here. There was another sun here, and it was oscillating in between those two. Um, this is one possibility. And again, some people freak out. Like, this is speculation. There's, you no, know, we there's love speculation. We're not going to freak That's out. That's all it's we okay. do is speculate. No, you're We're fine. You're fine. Go ahead. Not you. Not you. But the sun all of a sudden, instead of oscillating between those two tropics, decided to move out farther. And it started oscillating at a farther, wider frequency, right? Well, what would happen if, that, if, if our sun said, all right, I'm no longer going into the Tropic of Cancer and out to the Tropic of Capricorn. I'm going to go from the Tropic of Capricorn out farther and only come back to the Tropic of Capricorn. What that means, all of the north would freeze over. Even right. in July, the ice would be getting thicker and thicker and thicker all year long. So we'd be here. What would you do? It's like it's freezing here. What are you going to do? You're going to move out south. You're going to move out towards South America or even Antarctica because Antarctica is going to be a tropical land now. So huh. you're going to migrate out outwards. All of the inner north will freeze and nobody will live there. Maybe there'll be some nomads, some Eskimos, whatever that are gutting it out. And then in 10, 20, 50, 100 years, whatever it is, or two years, um, a new sun is born in the center. Sounds a little biblical. A new yeah. sun is born, and it melts a puddle out in the middle. And what do the nomads that were living there say to that when you see that sun that popped up? You've been in the dark. It's been cold. And all of a sudden, a warm sun shows up in the sky. You look up at it, and you say, my savior, the sun <laughs> in the sky is your savior, right? And so now you build the new civilization in there, Right? You have no idea that there's an outer civilization and you're, you're, there's a barrier between you, which is the new ice wall. Okay. okay. And so that sun starts wobbling outwards. There's a talk I did, um, a video you can look up. It's called The Outward Flow of Civilizations. It's on my YouTube channel, which is D-I-T-R-H, the initials for Deep Inside the Rabbit Hole. And it has visuals and it shows you exactly what I was explaining and, uh, you you like it so what would cause the sun to just start moving outward though like what would be the point of that or why yeah well i mean it could just be the cycles of the earth system you know the sun that we see is not a big giant burning ball it's a literally a focused point of energy the sun isn't even cold, hot it's cold and the sun is like a tesla coil and it its energy fluoresces the gases in the sky and the dome, which gives us daylight. And its energy, you know, if you look at, um, if you, you know, the sun's supposedly a burning ball of, of hydrogen, right? If you had a ball of hydrogen and you lit it on fire, it's not going to burn for a billion years. It's going to explode in your face and you're going to be toast, okay? <laughs> I don't know how it could burn, you know, for that long consistently. It's nonsense. The sun that we see is electric in nature. Think about this. You have two house plants, and you put one of them in front of the fireplace 
and one of them in front of a fluorescent light. Which one's going to shrivel up and die? Which one's going to grow? The one in front of the electric light, right? Scientists don't know how solar panels generate electricity because they have this theory that photons are coming and they're hitting the boron and the boron's jumping from one hole to another and it's creating a current. They don't know. They just know that it works, but they don't know how it works. Right? Where the frig did solar panels come from anyway? Who figured this out? No one, no one knows how they work. Right? And it's because they think that the sun is a burning ball of hydrogen. They don't know that the sun is literally a, a focus point of energy. And the solar panels are just collecting that electricity. It's electricity that's coming from the sun. That electricity is powering the whole world. It's powering the earth. Okay? Um, and it, you know, we're electric in nature. Our human bodies are electric. Every, the only forces in this world are electric and magnetic. So what causes the sun to go in and out? I don't know. The sun that we see, in my opinion, is just the focus point. The real sun is above or within the firmament. Okay? I don't know what, what it is. That source, is that God? You know, is that God that created the, the world? I don't know because anything above our heads or beyond the shoreline of Antarctica is speculation. We, we can't go there. So I do have a question for you on that. I know that we're coming, coming up on time here. Um, do you have any theories as to how far, uh, how many Antarctic uh, kind of walls and civilizations that there are? Is it fractal in nature where it's just kind of, uh, if we've been around as long as they say, is there like infinite civilizations say, like puddles like puddle skipping like is you know how far how far so, does that go so i i yeah one of my favorite things to talk about was puddle theory like right now we live in one puddle mm -hmm, and there mm -hmm. could be infinite number of puddles across the earth plane that would be fun right <laughs> and if you had some sort of aircraft that you know electric uh you're using electricity out of the ether and maybe you can fly from puddle to puddle it'd be and doing that at altitude you might even think that you're flying through space to another sphere because everything looks round from a distance. So that's a possibility. I don't know if that's true. You know, if you let, if you the only way to the best verification we could do is scripture and you know, people can, can deny scripture all they want. So the other theory is that it's kind of like Russian dolls where we we're inside of a dome and then there's another dome over that and there's a ring around us. And that ring has its own sun and moon that might be called Mars and Venus. Okay. <laughs> and then there's another ice wall and another ring. And there's another sun and moon, which might be called Saturn and Jupiter. Okay. And those, those are circling around. And as you move farther out, you get into a more techno technological world um, because these are the older civilizations that are moving outwards. I don't know. We can't go there. Well, we can't. Yet, we can't answer every question in an hour. Antarctica. <laughs> I was yeah. just gonna say, hey, like, what if you took off from a plane? No matter where you were, set your course straight. You think you're gonna hit Antarctica every time? Because you're not gonna go in a circle. Time. Every so. well, so check this out. This at the center of the World Lake is the Magnetic Mountain. So let's say you're just in the in the pond. You're not at the center. You're halfway between the center and the and the outer edge and you get your compass right so here's the pole in the middle your compass is going to point north right gotcha. mm -hmm. your compass the compass needle is going to point towards the center right so this direction 
is west, right? So I want a dead reckon west. Dead reckon west is not a straight line because as I go, I have to keep turning to keep that needle. I was needle just about to say center. that because if, if you're looking at a flat plane like this and you go to go like this, if yeah, it's just going to make you turn in a circle. So okay. There you go. But that doesn't prove the earth is flat because it's the same on a ball, right? If on a ball earth, you were one mile from the North Pole. If you want a dead wreck in east, you have to keep turning to the left. And 3.14 miles later, you're going to be right back to where you started from. And you're going to have gone 90 degrees east the whole time because east is a small little circle around the North Pole, right? On a ball earth, it's the same thing if you left New York. You'd have to keep turning to the left. You go all the way around. You'd hit the far east. You know, you come all the way back around. You come through California and you're back. On a ball earth, if you were on the equator, you wouldn't have to turn at all because you could just right. fly straight around. On a ball earth, if you were south of the equator and you dead reckoned east, you'd have to turn left all the time, just like you did in the north, but you'd be going even in a You'd be going in, no, no, I'm sorry, on a ball earth, you'd have to turn to the right when you're going east because you'd have to correct to the south, right? Because you're getting closer to the south on the ball. But that's not what happens. On, a, on, a, on earth, whenever you're heading east, you have to correct to the left, even in the southern oceans. There's been ships, captains that said they're trying to dead wreck in east and they, they have to keep correcting to the north. Well, if they were on a ball, they'd have to correct to the to the south when they're south of the equator, but they don't. That's solid proof right there that the earth is flat um, in the con construct that I'm telling you. But check this out. Every straight line ends up going south. So if you are got your back to the North Pole in any direction, that way south. You know, every way from the North Pole is, um, every way away from the North Pole is south. I was actually okay. thinking of yeah. your phone screen while you were talking about that because I had that vision because I could That's see what Antarctica I was on the outside. when I was talking about the plane yeah. taking yeah. off. Yeah. I was like, how so, would that work? But if you're using yeah. a compass, that would fuck you Even up. If, if you left the United States and headed north, you go in a straight line. As soon as you pass the North Pole, you're now going south. You haven't yeah. changed yeah. directions, right? Every straight line is south. No matter where you are, if you go straight, you're going south. Huh. Jesus Christ, dude, stop making so much sense in the words of Ben. <laughs> well, um, we're going to have to definitely so, schedule you a second. To, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, 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 no problem. So you're going to get comments from some of your listeners that are be like, this guy's crazy. This guy, you know, the flat earth is nuts. But what you'll notice is if they're generally people that listen to you, they're just they're just having their gut reaction to what I'm saying. And that's 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 right, because I did the same thing and that's fine. And, and you can, we could try to answer them. But then you're also going to get some comments of saying flat earth has been debunked. Flat earth has been this. All these claims with zero proof. They'll never do anything. And the ones that are persistent that start replying to all of your other people's comments like, hey, this kind of made sense. They'll be like, no, it doesn't. Flat earth. No, they'll be cutting and pasting. Go to their channel and you'll see that they have all of the globe proofs on their channel, which I mean, they have zero content on their channel. They're just bots. Right? <laughs> so no. you'll get bots. This is they're, super they're interesting, shills, honestly. Bots, whatever. It, it's, it's we don't have that many listeners. No one's going to argue what? with us. It's all good. No, no, no. <laughs> you, uh, you watch what happens when, when well, when, I, on YouTube, it's, it's worse, but this isn't going on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I so. bet. No. Yeah. So, so, um, what was the point I was going to make was, uh, 
Um, ah, I forgot my point. Go That's ahead. fine. I'll figure we it. brain fart all the bots. time. They're just bots, the round earth people. Yeah, no, no, the, but it, the oh yeah, here's here's the comments. Um, I I tell people get the flat Earth Sun Moon and Zodiac clock. You just search flat Earth uh, clock. It'll come right up. It's by Blue Water Bay. It's two dollars and ninety nine cents, and take the 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 video of the day challenge. So every day there's a new video that shows up in the bottom corner. I do short ones during the week, longer ones on the weekends, and you just watch it every day for two weeks. And after that two weeks, if you think that the Earth is a ball and you have one proof of the Earth is a ball. I will refund your $2.99 and I'll give you a full Bitcoin. Ooh, have you Ooh. ever had to do this? Would I be offering another one if I did? <laughs> no, I wanted to say that. Not while at the current we press. <laughs> to make but it more I, appealing. I'm giving you my word. One proof of the ball, but it has to be a real proof. You can't say, well, here's a flight log of a plane that took off from Santiago, went to Australia, and it did it in nine hours. Well, you have to prove the speed of that plane and the route it took because we've tracked those planes on a live stream, and they don't go the way that they say they're going. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When you look at flight paths, you, 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 your mind is going to be blown. Uh, um, emergency landings prove the Earth is flat. It's unbelievable. Like, you'll have a plane going from, um, you know, Indonesia – to California. And if you draw a line on a globe from Indonesia to California, it takes you south of Hawaii. Uh, it takes you kind of right over Hawaii and then you go right to California. But um, they were probably, you know, uh, Hawaii is like the halfway point, let's say. And they were close, they were approaching Hawaii and a woman had a baby or, or, or someone had a heart attack, somewhere they, they needed to land. So instead of either um, turning back and going to Indonesia, landing on any one of the islands in Hawaii, or continuing the rest of the distance to California, they went to Alaska, okay, which is way, way up out of the way. But if you look at it on a flat map, it's a straight line, and Alaska was the perfect place to land. But these happen all the time. There's 16 fully documented, illustrated um, videos, of, you know, uh, stories and information about these planes these landings and they all prove that the earth is flat damn dude i can't it's called 16 and you can get the book online for free or or if you're really you know into it you order the nice book it's a nice book from lulu.com and it's called 16 emergency landings that prove flat earth great book awesome yeah. that is fucking crazy dude i yeah, I'm, I'm actually I never pay for apps out of, uh, you know, my my religion says I can't pay for apps, but uh, I, I fully I'm, understand. Go, go, go and check the reviews out. If you have an Android, you have to have operating system 8.0 or an iPhone. You have to have an iPhone six or better. 8.0 oh, or better. Good. Yeah. Um, but but go, go read the reviews besides the few people that say, um, you know, uh, it's not working. You know, my phone from 2001, you know, uh, your app isn't working. You, you have a few people like that. But just read the reviews. It's people like, I've never paid for app. This app, I would have paid $30 for it. Greatest app ever. Just read the reviews. Dude, and I don't. You'll see that it's worth the $2.99. I don't have to read reviews. It's $2.99 one time to have it. it it's so, yeah, so totally worth it. it, it so I'm going to tell you one more thing. And I'll tell you guys this is. It's um, people started emailing me and say, hey, Dave, you got to put a donation button. This app is so great. We want to help donate so you can keep making it better because I keep adding more things that cost me, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on this app. I've spent a lot of money on this app. I bet. So so 
I tried to put a donation button on it, but Google and Apple do not allow a donation button. So I said, all right, I'll put a subscribe button on there. And basically what happens is when you load the app and you, you know, you've, you've got it all in and everything, a little pop-up shows up and says, would you like to subscribe for 99 cents a month or $11 for the year? And you can exit out immediately. There's no ads. There's no wait time. You exit out. It goes away and it doesn't come. It only day you use the app you only have to click that x once it's gone you still get everything you don't need to subscribe okay. awesome i don't i hate reviews anyway only the biggest assholes write reviews Seriously, for the most like part the Yelp reviews they just not, want to be fucking heard not our listeners they're no, great no, no no not when it comes to flat earth you know how you hate pop-up notifications on your phone too yeah so much you hate pop-up notifications so, so but on the flat earth <laughs> sun moon and zodiac clock app you love the notifications because you get one. Whenever there's a new video that comes up, it says cute little notification. Just tells you what it's about. Reminds you to, hey, I'm, I'm having my breakfast. I'm going to watch this five minute video, this three minute video. And, uh, you know, before you go to your slave job and then you have something <laughs> to think about all day. Hey, yeah, so no, that sounds awesome. To me, so you have to go into notifications in your phone settings and go to FE clock and okay. set the and set it to always show notifications because nice. it's fun. Yeah, it hey, sounds awesome. Actually, I two ninety nine for the app. Have iPhones or Androids? No, I, we, we have, have iPhones. iPhones. We yeah. have the iPhone eleven. He's got an Android. I have a okay Galaxy uh, Note nine. And by the way, I just bought it and it's downloading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the man. <laughs> yeah, See, nice. so Ben's Ben's uh, strategy though. Ben, I know Ben, and his strategy go. here is he's going to pay two ninety nine in the hopes he gets a thirty three thousand dollar Bitcoin or whatever it's at. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I, honestly, it's, it's, it's down to thirty. It's time to buy some more. Oh, at damn this it. point, at this point, I'm, I'm. Uh, so flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac. Correct. About flat Earth, beliefs. Sun, Moon, and Zodiac clock cap. Up, oh, it's up to thirty-one. Oh. <laughs> All right, David. We're gonna let you go. I know we went way past our time. I'm sorry. I, we we get to talking, no, no and we just you know. But uh, do you want to plug your website again, or I mean, uh, we plugged your app. Website, um, podcast. Check out my podcast for free uh, and website. It's theflatearthpodcast.com. So if you have a, um, a podcast player on your phone, just look for The Flat Earth Podcast and take that challenge. Listen to the first 10 episodes in order, and you too will lose the respect of your family and friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. No, you won't. They should be more open-minded than that. You killed it. And I'm going to schedule a second appearance because so we got more questions, I'm pretty sure. So, so let's let's push it out. You know, maybe wait a few weeks or a month. Um, feel free to schedule it uh, in advance. Yeah, um, sure. And then we'll 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 come back so you had time to digest. You know, watch the videos, hit the frequently asked questions, check out. There's also a more resources page. If you click the mud floods Tataria button, bring food and water because you're not coming out for a long time. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you this. Now that you've uh, gotten. Uh been able to dip our toes in this. I'm going to try to come back with some bangers so that you can make me feel really stupid. <laughs> no, same. I want to I want to delve more into this. Yeah. The the more so here here's how you become a flat earther. You try to prove the globe, okay? You try to disprove it because it's easy to just say, "Oh, it's fake." I I googled it and and I saw all these articles and these mainstream videos, you know, and I and I watched Netflix did the behind the curve deception <laughs> and, and I heard about Mad Mike the stuntman that wasn't even trying to prove flat earth, but I was told that he was trying to prove flat earth and he killed himself. All of that is nonsense. It's all to tire your mind out, make you laugh at flat earth. And uh, 
when this is the deception, the reason the world is in the shape that it's in, not shape, but in the, the situation that it's in right now is because people are lost in space. But aliens you know, or extraterrestrials, the secret propulsion program, not the secret space program, or the outer space program, outer spaces across the plane, okay? All of that exists on a flat Earth, right? Aliens or extraterrestrials make more sense on a flat Earth, okay? Yeah, I actually, they're, they're here. I can't yeah, disagree with that. More sense. Yeah, no, I can't so. wait. This, this is so much. I have to. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go I smoke a joint about it now, drum, dude. But I will try. I will also try to get my hands on those leather-bound weird books that have the flat Earth from the 1800s. Oh, if you could, you. that would be amazing. For sure, you know, dude. I will if, try. If, if, if you can, I mean, is this person close to you or in local yeah. or? Yeah, I work with her. She's yeah. in the office right yeah. next to me. If, so if you can get them and we could do like a live stream together and we Hell could yeah. just look at them together, that would be awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. I will try. I'm going to ask her tomorrow. She was already interested in listening to this episode. So if she I'm gonna does, talk to her tomorrow morning. I'm going to tell you to refund that two ninety nine and give me that freaking Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> no, they talk about well, no, the flat no, no, earth in the almanac. Them. <laughs> yeah. No, they're proving the He's earth. He's just trying to win Bitcoin, with you. dude. <laughs> didn't I? Didn't I tell you that if you fail, though, you owe me a half a dozen Ethereum? Uh, oh. Ethereum's down shit. today. I don't know if you want that. I can give you a half a dozen pennies. He's giving them to me. I'll take them at whatever cost they are. I um, can say I can give you like I don't know eleven hearts or something like that on your videos or whatever. Some stamina. I'll like every picture you ever post. I, yep. I'll yep. I'll give you a big old history of likes. <laughs> hey, when you go into your app, make sure you uh, go into the settings and customize it. You know, turn on and off what you don't want to see and change your background to whatever you want. Yeah. All right. We're going to do that. All right. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. I really appreciate I'm you coming on. I'm downloading it right now. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, guys. You're going to get an email with some links uh, that you okay. can include with the show, uh, especially the app link for people. It's a lot of fun. Awesome, right. dude. Thanks, Dave. Right. Awesome. Appreciate Thank it. You. Until next time. Thank you, yep. sir.